how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media, and today we are bashing Elon Musk. Not not entirely, but but mostly. I think that's uh, pretty fair to say. We'll have some other stuff, but so I'm historian Matt. I like to talk about some tech news and science news and stuff like that. Today my, I have two topics. One is some good news on monkeypox. And the second one is basically bad news for Elon Musk and Tesla's autopilot as the Fed opens up an investigation into uh, their claims. Uh, so HK is out on an adventure. Uh, so Dave, what do you got? So this week I have more Elon Musk and Twitter drama, uh, some of it that includes yours truly. And then I have <laughs> Tumblr apparently still exists and we have a story about them. <laughs> yeah. Apparently still exists is the right word. So real quick, my uh, first one, bit of news, good news on monkeypox will be a quick one, but uh, the monkeypox infections have declined in Europe and the Americas. I think this, this particular uh, article that I used for the information was uh, UK based. So it's a, it's a lot of it based on Europe and uh, not as much US, but uh in Europe, the cases went from about 2,000 new cases per week down to 100. That's a huge drop. And in the Americas, which includes the U.S., it dropped by more than half on a weekly basis. So scientists are not entirely clear, at least so far, about what exactly is causing the drop, but they believe it's either one of or a combination of the following reasons. The first one is, of course, behavior change. People are not... Uh, doing as much risky behavior that would expose them to monkeypox. Uh, second one is just immunity after natural infection. So the people that were most likely to get it have already gotten it and are over it and aren't spreading it anymore, which is not great, but monkeypox is not particularly de deadly. It just really sucks to have, apparently. Um, it is not 100% um, safe, though. You can die from it. But uh, yeah, so the natural immunity seems to be taken in, into account. And of course, we do have vaccines for monkeypox and people have been getting vaccinated. Those in, uh, who are in a high risk uh, population seem to be able to get it. There was a problem with not enough vac vaccines being available, but more seem to be available and uh, people are actually getting it. So that's all I got on that quick hit. What do you think, Dave? Um. I'm glad that it didn't go, honestly. Yeah. Um, we didn't need another one. I didn't. And I, and the other thing that was bothering me was some of the language that was being used around it, um, Absolutely. regarding it being, it was, it had a, had the potential to add more to this, like anti-queer moral panic that's been going around. Right. And so I'm glad that it, I'm glad it didn't go. Also just a bunch of, bunch more people didn't get sick from it which is good. I'm, yeah. I'm in favor of less people getting something with the, yeah. with the three letters pox at the end, no matter what it is. Yeah. Same here. That that's good that it kind of died out instead of, I mean, it hasn't completely died out. Still got to be careful. Still want to get your vaccinations if you're in a high risk population, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, it seems to be dying out. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just glad it didn't go because it would have been terrifying. Yeah. I feel like part of the issue, like part of the reason it's dying out is it at least uh, perceived to be in a population that uh, 
has had these problems before, not not this one, and knew what to do, and then actually, you know, took care of it, kind of in yeah. a, in, a, in certain respect. Yeah, that's the one thing. If it was like mostly affecting gay men, which the jury's still out on whether or not that's the case, right? If it was, yeah, yeah, we were it's like anyone maybe ten years older than me and below in the gay man man community it was pretty much safe safe safer sex and just being kind of mindful of who your partners are has been drilled into our heads just yeah complete just drilled into our heads so i mean um maybe maybe whatever i was going to say next was going to be bad but yeah i mean if it if that was the case i guess I guess good on people like me for being responsible. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something I probably bad too. So I'll just skip that. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's okay. It's okay to be careful with what you're saying. (laughs) It it turns out that's actually good. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the people on Twitter. Okay. What I was going to say is if it was a certain other population, you know, cis white male MAGA hat wearing, you know, population, uh, they would probably not be around and <laughs> it'd be much worse. Maybe, maybe, but again, it just didn't seem like it was that transmissible and it, it's, it's true. Yeah. It seemed like one of the, yeah, it just didn't seem like it was as that transmissible. It seemed like the, right. one of the reasons that it was kind of hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. As good news. I wanted to, to bring that up since we haven't had a lot of good news about viruses recently or just anything. Yeah, or anything in general. That's true. <laughs> but I want to move on to some, well, bad news for somebody. <laughs> but uh, so my second uh, topic is uh, the, the Fed opens up investigation into Tesla's autopilot claims. So Tesla has been under investigation, apparently, for a, under a federal criminal investigation since 2021 for misleading leading people about autopilot's capabilities. Now, if you're confused and well, I have a Tesla and I was, <laughs> I had to look this up myself, so uh, I don't blame anybody else, but autopilot is basically, it includes driver assistance capabilities that allows Tesla cars to see other cars around it and drive itself to a limited, ex- limited degree. It is not the full self-driving capability. So autopilot includes stuff like automatically accelerating to a certain speed so if we're in in cruise control it will uh, keep a certain speed and accelerate you to that speed it will brake for other cars and pedestrians if necessary i think that's in uh you know in emergencies uh and it will help center the the car in a lane if you wanted to do that so lane centering and i think there's a few other capabilities that are not not covered here but that's it's kind of that that whole the a collection of capabilities is what autopilot includes and and what is called autopilot and autopilot is standard on all Teslas. So all Teslas have that have autopilot. It's the FSD full self-driving that you actually have to pay considerably more. And that adds a lot more for supposedly a car that completely drives itself, but there are problems with that as well as well, but I'm not covering that. I'm, I'm talking about autopilot. So Elon Musk has made repeated claims that Teslas are the safest cars on the road and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or NHTSA disputes that claim. That's part of the problem there. So 
specifically the Justice Department, prosecutors in Washington and San Francisco are examining whether Tesla misled customers, investors, and regulators by making unsupported claims about its driver assistant technologies capabilities. So the driver assistance technologies is autopilot. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot. And a lot of those claims were made directly by Elon Musk, not just Tesla, but Tesla also does it. And there's, there's some evidence like on the website, apparently it's the, uh, so Tesla will claim that autopilot is not full self-driving and that you actually have to have a driver behind the wheel and they are supposed to be paying attention and doing stuff. And then right after that, they'll have a video showing somebody behind the wheel in a Tesla, not doing anything. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you think? Oh, I think that the, the branding is the problem calling it autopilot and full self-driving. Like if you looked at other marketing from other companies, you, you would hear them using like highly specific language, like lane assist, brake assist. Yep. Yeah. Um, I forget what other line, but it was like very specific that like, you know, this car, it, it would just say, you know, I don't know the new Toyota Camry with lane assist. Yeah. And they were, I've heard somebody call it like, uh, advanced cruise control or something like that. Cause that's basically what it is. It's, you, your car, if your car is in cruise control in certain cases, not, but you know, a lot of it is with it's in cruise control. So it does some extra stuff to, to help that out slowing down from cars in front of you, keeping, helping, keeping you in the lane, you know, automatically adjusting the lane, the car in the lane and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's because those car companies are uh, legacy manufacturers who have been sued before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For making claims about their cars. Such yeah. as well, the Tesla's- safest car on the road. There was actually only one company that ever really made that claim consistency consistently, and it was Volvo, and it was because they were able to yeah. back up that claim. Right. I mean, Tesla can back up a lot. Their their cars are very safe. They constantly get, you know, the five star ratings on these different crash <laughs> rating groups, but particularly when it comes to the autopilot and the full self driving, they are there's a lot of problems and <laughs> we've heard a lot of the Tesla's getting into wrecks when they're in full self-driving or they have, you know, the auto pilot, they're always in autopilot for some respect, but um, yeah, the, the autopilot not detecting stuff and, and getting people in the wrecks or even phantom braking, as they say, where it, it's detecting that you're going to hit something. And so it starts breaking when there's nothing to be hit. Right. Right. Um, you know, this, this stuff was not going to be perfect. And I just think the main problem was the, the terms they used in their marketing were very misleading. Yeah. And then, and then Elon, I don't even know what he was doing on Twitter, but I'm sure what he was saying on Twitter wasn't like, actually, you know, these terms are this, but we got to really be careful about how we No, 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 it was nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my cars <laughs> drive themselves. What's up? Yeah, pretty much. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It it sucks too because it's just like, you know, I look at I look at that company and it's a, a new American car company. It seems to be doing fairly well. Some people have had some problems with the fit and finish on their cars, but that's you know growing pains of a new company. It just seems like that company would be a lot better off if an actual adult was in charge of it. Yeah, um, they do some stuff really well. They're actually doing quite well from what I can tell, especially in comparison to other companies that are either purely EV companies or even the legacy automakers that are starting to get into EVs, uh, they're doing quite well because they've 
you know, they're able to sell their cars for a premium and, and make them without spending too much money on them from what I could tell. But, you know, I feel like that's mostly the engineers working there. <laughs> they're the, the head of the company. Well, he's in the news and gets uh, Tesla in the news a lot. I don't know how much that's helping. Right. And I just, and the, the, the elephant in the room is Toyota. As soon as they put yeah. out, as soon as they put out a Corolla and a Camry that are fully electric, I think Tesla's yeah. going to have a lot of problems because of the reputate, the, just the absolute monster of a reputation that those two cars have. That's true. Yeah. And we'll see what happens, but Toyota is strangely like way behind in the EV market. They basically created the hybrid market and some, and so it's surprising that they're so far behind. Honda, well, I think Honda tried to no, go hydrogen for a while as did Toyota. Toyota tried to go hydrogen and that was a, a big problem because it just, it took too long for them to get vehicles out and the, you know, EVs just became popular. And once that happens, once one of them starts getting ahead, you know, the other one's going to die out. Even if hydrogen in certain cases is a better, better way to go. The, like, and the craziest thing about it is that Ford put out like a SUV that they branded as a Mustang. And it seems like outside of Tesla, that's the one that the most people are just thrilled to have. Yeah. Just well, thrilled that, to the, have. The uh, the Mustang Mach E, and the other one that Ford has is the the Ford F one fifty Lightning, which you can't buy like anywhere because it's just sold out. Right. Uh, it's doing really well. So Ford is doing well. Right. But from what I hear, they're losing money on every one of them that they make. So because maybe they're not able to charge the premium because it's not a premium. They're brand. not at least not yet. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think what happened was they they made a price and then. Uh, you know, inflation hit and the prices for the materials went up and they haven't really been able to adjust yet. Well, they're not out there all alms for the poor. So no, no. <laughs> they're doing well. They sell a lot of, uh, combustion engine trucks to a lot of businesses that they make a profit yeah. on. So that's still their, their bread and butter, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just, I just wish they'd put like an adult in charge of that com that company. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, for a Tesla, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's my turn now. Um, yep. More Elon news. And of course, because it's me, this is about gossipy nonsense that's going <laughs> on with Elon's behavior. Um, he changed his Twitter name to the chief twit. He showed up with a sink and said, let that sink in because he's aggressively unfunny. But what we're really, <laughs> what I really want to talk about here is a couple things is one is the content moderation. He has a, he's forming a council, sort of almost like that Facebook council that got formed, kind of, except Elon's in charge of it. And he's saying that it'll be like a widely diverse viewpoint. So I don't know if that means we're going to have some people who are racist and some people who aren't, and they're going to hash it out. But the result of him coming in and kneecapping the content management team isn't that the TOS changed, really. It's that people who want to go online and say racist things and use slurs have been emboldened to do so. Um, yep. The use of the N-word went up five times, like the very day that he took over. Um, those people are still being kicked off, but we don't know what the new terms of service are going to look like. Now, he's going to run into a problem because if, if it's too loose, none of the advertisers, uh, for example, Ford, what we were talking about a moment ago, were going to want to be on there. Um, he's been trying to 
suggest that he's going to charge for the verification check mark. But yeah. the problem is the people who are on there who are verified, the reason that they're verified isn't because they need Twitter or whatever. It's that I need to know that this is the president of the United States saying this thing. Right. That's why the verification is there. It isn't there because it's a vanity plate. And for some people, it is a bit of a vanity plate, right? Like if I could get verified, right. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But nobody's out well, there impersonating now you can me. For $15 a month or whatever he's going to charge. <laughs> so, um, the fun part of this is that he got into it with Stephen King, <laughs> the, not the, uh, not the legislator, the author. Yeah. And Stephen King just kind of posted, Hey, you know, I don't, why would I pay $20 a month for this? And then Elon comes back and says, well, what if you paid eight, $8 a month? And then, uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. So then I retweeted that and I said, well, here we are, everybody. Uh, here's uh, Elon Musk begging Stephen King for $8. And, um, <laughs> That is being retweeted. It probably was retweeted several hundred times during the recording of this podcast. That one is still going. And I wow. feel like I, I did a pretty good job of making fun of old Elon. But the point there was that if you, if he thinks he's going to make this company profitable by charging people who are already famous for a check mark that says that they're famous, he's not going, that's not a, that's not a business plan. Yeah. Like why? Well, if you were I mean, Stephen I King, why would you give Elon eight bucks a month? Like wh why would yeah. you do that? Like, like what's the point? Well, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens because it would be a way to get around the advertisement problem. Like, you know, getting money directly from users. But if your site is just full of terribleness, <laughs> you know, racism and everything else sexism and every other ism out there right uh people aren't going to want to be on there to begin with even if they you know pay they're paying for it and they're definitely not going to want to if they're paying for it right right there's no we we've already tried what he thinks what he's telling like he's telling a bunch of different people a bunch of different things too let's not yeah, let's that's not get, true. he's telling the advertisers not to worry about it but he's telling like his weird sycophants that he's like, it's going to be like a free speech absolutist thing. Now I think if you were his weird sycophants or his advertisers, you'd be like, well, wait, why are you, why are you telling them this and me this? But I think the only people saying that are the advertisers. The advertisers are like, Hey, that's not what you said over here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's spilling out into the culture war in some pretty stupid ways. Now you have like people like Marjorie Taylor green saying, Oh, you better watch out. And, if you quit advertising on here because the management changed, well, we're going to get the house back or whatever. And it's like, what is the house of representatives going to do? Are they going to force GM to advertise on Twitter? Like what is like, it's, it's becoming, it's, it's becoming ridiculous. And, um, people aren't fleeing. Like everybody's like, Oh, everybody's going to flee to Mastodon. Nobody's fleeing to Mastodon, but what it's, what's happening currently to Facebook where it's just not growing anymore. And to some extent it's shrinking. It's not shrinking in overall users, but it's certainly shrinking in uh, eyeball time. If, yeah. if things at Twitter are kind of all over the place and you're not sure what you're going to see in your feed or, you know, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be able to have some recourse via the service, if say you're the target of a harassment campaign, sort of like maybe if Gamergate two comes along or whatever, 
then you're going to be inclined to spend less time on that platform. Yep. And as people spend less and less time on Twitter and less and less time on Facebook, people still want this kind of service. So something's going to come along that people are going to start using. And it, right. we don't know what it's going to be like. We, it probably doesn't currently exist. It's probably not going to be a Mastodon clone, but something's going to come along and people are going to start using it. And yeah. That's not good for Elon, who bought this company for three to four times what it's actually worth. Yep. And if you ask me, all of this couldn't be happening to a better guy. <laughs> because he bought it because he was basically having a big dick contest with people over moderation that he didn't like on the platform. Yeah. yeah. He bought it out of vanity, right? And Right. He, I think he's just going to destroy it. and um, But I'll buy it back from him for like a million dollars. if we get Yeah. <laughs> Well, the worst part of it is like, I like Twitter. I kind of like it the way that it is, the way that it was like a few months ago. It had its problems. I don't have a big following there, but like I'm able to get news from people I think are interesting. I'm able to get news quickly if something's going down. Sure, it's the fact checking, but that's a, that's about your ability to find people you trust not to lie to you on there. Yeah. And that part of it is really good because Facebook was never any good for breaking news because of the, the the algorithm stepped way too hard on stuff and just showed you what it wanted to show you. Twitter's algorithmically driven, but if if something's going down, you can yeah. click on you can click on it because it'll be trending and you can sort by who you follow or by the most recent tweets and you can you can have an idea of what's going on with a breaking story and that's what Twitter's good for and all this other stuff where oh are people you know are people being kicked off for being racist and all this stuff that's just a huge distraction and it should have never been the conversation around twitter because it when it when it's at its best is unfortunately when basically when something bad happens when an earthquake yeah. happens when a when a hurricane happens when if there was a you know a massive plane crash at an airport like it's, I mean, it's unfortunate that it's tied to that, but in the news, if it bleeds, it leads anyway. So that's nothing new. And if it gets bogged down in all this stuff about who's, who's able to say what and call who on there, like then now we're, you know, how much harassment can you actually do here now that Elon's running it now the the, the product is now like it has lost the own, the valuable thing about it. You know, the the value, I mean, I was able to like snark on people and dunk on people and, you know, find a, some community of people who I thought were generally pretty smart who do that too. But that's not really what the value proposition was. The value proposition is breaking news. And the value proposition is that trusted sources or at least sources that you can verify are who they say they are, have a verif have a check mark by them. So, you know, even if you're a Fox News viewer, which I'm not, you can be like, this is Fox News. Right. This is Reuters. This is the AP. This is CNN. This is, you know, at one point, Alex Jones, whoever it may be right. that you wanted to get, you could be sure that that's who it was or someone who had authorized access to their account unless they'd been hacked. But that's really actually kind of hard to hack an account. Right. And well, they, did, they did a lot to uh, make accounts more secure on, on Twitter. I remember like I have an account. I do not use it very often. I tell you that I just never really got into to Twitter it was before the the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and I just stopped paying attention right. to it. But yeah, if, if, if the value proposition goes away and it's like a, basically a project of Elon's ego that starts to look more like 4chan in the kind of content that's allowed, 
I don't think yeah. people are just going to flee all of a sudden. I think they're just not going to use it as much. Yeah. Like how MySpace You're didn't, right. MySpace didn't explode. It like died with a whimper. Right. People yeah. went to it less and less and less and less. The only one that kind of exploded, if you remember Dig, all of a sudden one day you were yeah. looking for news on there and all of a sudden the next day you weren't anymore. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's the rarity. These services all kind of just fade out and I'm, you know, Twitter will probably, if, if he doesn't just get bored with it and hire like a rational CEO and then just be like, oh, I'm the owner of that company. I'm not the customer service department for your right wing nonsense. If he right. like, if he gets bored with it, then it'll be fine. Like he, how much damage can he do in 90 days if he gets bored with it and like something shiny comes along that he wants to, <laughs> he, he wants to mess with. But if he continues to take an active role in it and tries to like, like make sure that, I mean, we'll, we'll say that far right wing ideas are okay on there. I, I mean, I guess like some far right wing ideas are fine. Like taxation is theft. Nobody gets kicked off for that. And that's a right wing idea. It's that's not, far, it's not ideas right. about the economy. It's ideas about people that are different than other people that are, that are the problem. <sighs> I don't know. But you know where they're not going to flee? Where are they not going to flee? <laughs> they're not going to Tumblr. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you were ever a Tumblr user. Um, I was. and I ran across it a number of times. I think I tried to... <laughs> I did have like a, a blog on Tumblr back in the day, but it wasn't like... I was basically using it as a content management system. <laughs> basically, yeah. it, was, it was not like a regular blog. It was hard to explain. So the big thing about Tumblr is that it was an app that was allowed on the uh, iTunes store or the, it was called the iTunes store at the time when it was popular in the Google play store yeah. where they sort of looked the other way for pornography. And that was one of the driving things that took people to Tumblr. There was some social justice stuff going on there too. A lot of, a lot of young trans people and non-binary people also were there. There was a big furry community there, but I think a lot of those people are also looking at porn and that's actually fine. Porn is fine. Adults can look at pornography. It is none of our business. And for some adults, pornography is even good, especially amateur porn. I'm speaking uh, for myself here. I, I much prefer to watch amateur porn than the uh, stuff that is produced. And you were more likely to find amateur porn on Tumblr. Well, they got rid of nudity and porn. Uh, partially because they got bought by Yahoo and I think they were trying to appease the powers that be, be at Yahoo. I don't know the status of their ownership at this point, but whoever owns it probably doesn't care anymore because they're not making any money on it. So now they're going back halfway. They're going to allow nudity, but not like sex acts. So not like what people might call hardcore porn, which is just people fucking. Um, so I just saw this and thought this was interesting because I feel like when they first got bought by Yahoo, this would have been a reasonable compromise. And I think it might've saved Tumblr as a platform, but because they went so kind of heavy handed with it and got rid of any adult content that it killed the platform. And so this is kind of where they should have been in the first place because it's a site for images and blogs and like, who's to say what a tasteful nude is and what a porno pornographic nude is. And so I think they ended up in the right place, but it's too little too late. And I don't think everybody's going to go running to Tumblr as an alternative to Twitter. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember when they, they did that switch and it just 
completely collapsed. <laughs> you said, right. as you said, like other uh, social media sites just kind of like whimper out, but Tumblr just exploded. <laughs> right. They did this and they just lost everybody. And, you know, not for nothing, you don't see a lot of the people freaking out about free speech also freaking out about free speech when it comes to pornography. It seems like. Right. Seems like there is a bit of a partisan divide on what kind of free speech we care about. Yep. And that's not surprising. Everything's being polarized, whatever we don't, this isn't a political show, but, um, just personally, I'd rather, I'd rather see some, some wiener or some vagina than the N word. I don't know. It's just my personal sensibilities. Maybe, <laughs> maybe other people feel differently about that, but it's too bad about Tumblr. And my only interaction with Tumblr is that I think my Instagram still automatically pushes all my Instagram posts to Tumblr. <laughs> so i think we're pretty active on tumblr actually <laughs> okay but, but yeah i don't know i i i wish they would have i don't know i don't know there, there there had to have been a way and i think that it's the fault of google play and the apple store where i think that apps there should be Pornhub apps there should be those kinds of things on there and it should just be in a whole different section of their store where you have to agree to a different set of terms of service to even have access to that store and that you can be able to parental control that stuff out of the store because these, this stuff is legal. This stuff is legal. And, and just like any other industry, there are are abusive practices that happen in the porn industry, but it's, you know, same with McDonald's. So, you know, you're going to ban McDonald's because they mistreat their employees. No. And, they didn't want to take the time or the effort to do this. So they just basically destroyed whole potential businesses where you could get adult content on your phone. And Tumblr was a, uh, was a victim of that. And that's too bad because the interface was pretty nice. Yeah. And I had two accounts, one where it was an NSFW stuff and one where I used it as a newsreader because the way that it looked was nice. It, it presented yeah. the feed in a nice way. And, so did Google Plus, actually. Google Plus was great as a newsreader. It looked <laughs> great on, on a Google phone. Yeah, Google Plus was great for Google employees talking to each other. <laughs> or for, like, me to just read the news. Yeah. Well, the joke was there was only uh, Google employees on there for a long time. <laughs> nobody else joined, and we were forced to join, right? But that actually, Google Plus ended up creating their uh, their photo site stuff. So oh, good. Google Photos, and that's been a really good app right that's been pretty useful i use i didn't i didn't even know i had it on my phone until i started i was like photos and i was like oh crap all my photos are here i was like oh this is way better than the this way better than pictures app in my phone oh i can delete all my pictures from my phone this is fantastic (laughs) yeah but yeah it's you know it's it's unfortunate and i i think like social media has been around in its current form maybe a decade ish And I think maybe it's just kind of the life cycle of these industries that there's going to be shakeups at this point anyway. Right. And, you know, Facebook- well, social media is notorious for, you know, having a really bad reputation, right? Like everybody hates all of them. <laughs> it seems like some reason and, and new ones show up and they kind of like take over and then eventually everybody gets pissed at them and then they, they die out. So nobody's really found that magic formula yet. You know, I was, I was reading something about 
somebody said, Hey, you know, these are the town square. And then I, somebody posted an article and I wish I remembered what it was, but the article basically said, you know, the internet can't be the town square. Cause if you go out in the town square and start yelling the N word, it's not going to take very long before somebody punches you in the face. Yeah. Right. And like, you shouldn't right. punch people in the face, but that doesn't mean that that's not what's going to happen to you. Right. Or and, if you start like threatening people, then right. You know, the police are going to show up. Right. Right. So, but that doesn't happen on social media. Right. And so the, they were just saying that, Hey, if, if we let this replace the town square, then we're removing all of the consequences that will happen to you as a real person in a real town square. If you were abusive to other people. And I was like, this is the most, this is the smartest take about these things being the town square. And it's something I'd never thought of. It's the, it's the, you get punched in the nose eventually argument about the town square. (laughs) And like I said, you shouldn't punch people in the nose. If you see somebody in the town square acting the fool, hopefully the town square is big enough that you can go out, you can go eat your lunch on a bench on the other side. So you don't have to listen to them or, And if they start following you around and harassing you, you can call the police. But yeah, like you can't, none of that. You're right. The harassment campaigns, if you can't, the police can't, how do they do something about it? Like your local PD can't do anything because the person harassing you might be in another country or it might be a computer program that's harassing you or amplifying the harassment of somebody who we don't know where they're at. So I think, I think that the way we think about social media, it's, kind of time for a reckoning on that i think we had i think we had our fun but people need to start people need to start thinking about like how they're behaving on there and how to act more responsibly because unfortunately the people at the heads of these things always end up being these just these garbage people and so i think it's i think it's going to be kind of up to regular people to behave themselves on these platforms and i don't see that happening anytime soon but i think that's kind of the only only thing that's going to work you know, I joined an alternative social uh, network. It's based on Mastodon. I'm not going to, even though we have a small audience, I'm not going to like give its name because I'm not ready to endorse it. But I did see that the terms of service were like, Hey, you actually can't harass people here. Right. Yeah. You cannot use slurs here. You may not you. And it did. It's like, they were like, it was like, we don't need to put a list of slurs here. Everybody knows what slurs are. You can't use them here. You will be kicked off. Yeah. And I, I feel like, that's going to be the next step. And whoever learns, whoever figures out how to market that and doesn't let the, basically doesn't let the people who want to run around and harass people control the conversation around their platform. That's going to be the next person who makes money in social media or the next entity who's able to say, actually, no, these are the rules and you can either come here or you can't. And this is a great place for people who want to uh, generally behave themselves. Um, we might be five or 10 years off from that happening and we maybe continue down the road of the current shit show that we have for social media. But I think that's, that's going to be the next thing that's going to attract people. I'd be attracted to that. I don't harass people. I make fun of people, but that's, you know, and if, if I hit the guardrails on such a side, I agreed to the rules and I'd be like, okay, I won't make fun of people in that way anymore. Okay. Sorry. Oops. And, uh, people aren't willing to do that now. People want to people want to engage in like targeted harassment on these things. And that's, that's pretty bad. Anyway, I think it's your turn unless you, Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, I think part of the problem is these, these social media websites, like they keep it really open to attract people and then they get a bunch of terrible, they get everybody, but they get a bunch of terrible people too. And then they start enacting rules 
And the more rules they enact, the more people they lose. And it's not just the bad people or they lose people because the bad people are acting up or something. It's really hard for them to, to tighten down on the, on these people. And we really, what they're all really would want to do is become something like, or a number of them want to be something like Disneyland, right? Where you can't say anything out of the, you know, out of order or the, the Disney Gestapo comes and takes you out of the park. Right. Right. And I think, I think the way to deal with that is, is to, unfortunately it's going to be difficult, but it's, it wouldn't be about kicking people off for like one thing. It would be about yeah. kicking people off for patterns of behavior. Right. And that's harder to do. And an AI certainly ain't going to be able to do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's going to be tough, but I think once somebody cracks that egg and is able to just, Oh, is able to just when people go, oh, I don't like this term of service. You're like, okay, well, nobody's forcing you to have an account. You know, we have this in place for the following reasons. We've seen these things in the past, and we just don't want them here. Yeah, where you're not, where you're not policing people for being liberal or conservative. You're like policing their behavior on the platform. You're like, yeah, you can be a right winger, but if you start running around telling us that we need to deport all these people of this certain race, well, then you got to go. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> right. This isn't that kind of party. I'm sorry. So, and I think that's a tough egg to crack. And I think it would have to be, you know, somebody who's just willing to stand up for what they believe in. And I think that's been severely lacking coming out of the Bay Area of all places, because that's where all this right. came from. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough egg to crack. I wish I thought I was the one to crack it because I feel like I feel like I feel like I'd be pretty good at like setting some guardrails so that people didn't feel harassed, but that people could still kind of goof on people and dunk on people when they said dumb stuff and you know disagree with each other. And because I feel like I feel like I've already cultivated that kind of community in the s- small space that we occupy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know if I, if I was uh, one of the owners of one of these companies, then I'd probably be very far the, you know, I was going to say the other direction, but it's in the same direction, but further, right? Like I wouldn't want anybody saying anything like that, or even harassing each other or, or, or anything like that. I'd probably be a little too draconian on that just because there's so much of it going around already. And that probably means nobody would be on my social network and yeah, maybe that's fine. <laughs> I just think the balance I mean, probably is, have more people than parlor. <laughs> I, I just think the balance has been struck in the other direction and that the, the, the people who want to be abusive have managed to, instead of playing the game, play the ref. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess with that, you want to read us out this week, Matt? Yes. I'll read us out. It's my turn. Although some t- day when you get HK back, so he can do his turn. <laughs> he keeps uh, skipping out. Anyways. Uh, thanks for listening or watching or whatever you did to uh, get get here for our show. We are glad to have you. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button, uh, subscribe, maybe leave a comment. If you're you know listening to us on a podcatcher, if it has a comment section, go ahead and comment. But uh, tell all your friends about us and get them hooked on our, our all our stuff. But this is, as I said earlier, this is a the tech show for Echoplex Media. You can find out more about Echoplex Media on echoplexmedia.com. You can check out all the other shows we have. And most of the other shows are live on Twitch. You can find those shows at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. 
And you can give money to us if you like our show at patreon.com slash echoplex, no media. You can uh, listen to our radio stuff. I'm not exactly sure it goes out on our, our radio, but it's either eplex.xyz or echoplexmedia.com slash radio if you want to go, to go to it through our regular website. And on Twitter, you can follow us at at eplexm for yet another version of our name. And finally, you can get our uh, swag at eplex.store. Although I think there's a, uh, you can get it on our website as well. Um, and that's everything. So have a good day, night, morning, however you're listening to us.